Get ready for an exciting episode of Loud in Tech. Today, we'll be covering a diverse range of topics, from booting Linux to a lunar listening station and more. Stay tuned. Before we dive back into more tech goodness, let's give a shout out to our fantastic sponsors and my personal favorite software in the entire universe, Mason. Picture this. A world where a solo founder can take on an e-commerce giant. Sounds like a superhero movie, right? Well, meet Mason. This AI shopping co-pilot is here to save the day. Mason swoops in to guide shoppers as they shop, making sure they find exactly what they're looking for. Did I mention it's like having a secret weapon against the Amazon tax? Oh, yeah. Mason will help you break free and skyrocket your sales. Head over to Get Mason to join the revolution. That's GetMason.io. This segment is about tech news. Richard W.M. Jones is an unsung hero who discovered and fixed a bug in Linux 6.4 that caused it to hang on boot randomly. It took him almost 300,000 boot ups to finally detect the hang. Jones wrote a test harness that uses up to eight threads and parses the output to detect the hang. The bisection between version 6.0 and version 6.4 RC6 took many days before he found the culprit. A regression in the print K time feature. That's dedication right there. Jones went ahead and booted Linux 292,612 times, and then he did it again after fixing the problem just to prove the point. So next time you boot up Linux, you can thank Richard W.M. Jones for his sheer persistence and dedication. Cheers, mate. Get ready to be blown away by the latest development in the AI world. OpenAI has upgraded their already impressive GPT-4 and GPT-3.5 turbo models by adding a super cool function calling feature. It is now not only easier, but also much more efficient to generate structured data like JSON output. Oh, and guess what? Defensive parsing will no longer be required. This new API reduces token usage and simplifies tasks for the model, making natural language to structured data conversion an absolute breeze. That's not all, folks. No code prototyping tools and agents with complex strategies can leverage LLMs as the backends. All thanks to OpenAI's cutting-edge technology. Alien hunting SETI scientists are meeting in Sydney, Australia to plan for something out of this world, a SETI observatory on the moon. This groundbreaking lunar listening station is going to be a crucial first step in our quest to identify and communicate with extraterrestrial beings. They're hashing out the technical details in a three-day conference and hope to release a formal phase of study about it by the end of next year. Let's hope they find some signals from out of this world. Hold your horses, Pythonistas. A detailed plan for Python 3.13 is out and you wouldn't believe the things it has in store for you. The goal, to make our beloved snake language faster, stronger, and more powerful than ever before. How? By enabling sub-interpreters from Python code, better memory management, and the Tier 2 optimizer. And if it's too techy for you, just know that it aims to make single-threaded performance better and interpreter time shorter by at least 50%. So get ready to witness the power of Python, folks. Listen up, folks. Today, we're chatting about the cement industry and its massive carbon footprint. Yep, turns out cement production comes with a whole lot of CO2 emissions. Yikes, but fear not. A team of genius startups are on it. They're looking at carbon capture storage and electrification to bring down those emissions and make our planet happy again. Right now, only one cement plant in the world is working with CCS, but we're hoping for 10 functional plants by 2030. 
There are also clever startups working on reducing the amount of clinker needed and creating new cement production processes and building materials. And that's not all. Two hotshot startups, Coolbrook and Saltex, are focused on bringing electric high-temperature heat technology and plasma-based heat generation to the cement industry. Those sound like some great ways to tackle those pesky emissions and save the planet. Zed Industries, a remote coding team, is going out of their way to build a platform that is designed to open-source itself. The team has decided to use public coding channels to invite the community into their coding sessions. With their first step being to open up public coding channels, users can listen into them code, watch, and even chat with them via text. If that's not cool enough, they also plan to build text-based conversations that link to persistent code annotations for async workflows. Eventually, they'll accept async contributions and plan to open-source their own work on their platform. All of this coordination will lead to an improvement in the efficiency of their platform. So if you're interested, don't hesitate and try out the Zed platform today on your macOS. This segment is about culture and society. Managing a SaaS company is no piece of cake. But Alex Gikulescu's learned valuable lessons over the 11 years of managing his own. They used Heroku to start with, but soon the costs and scalability issues became too much, so they moved to DigitalOcean. That was great until they had the desire to level up and move to AWS, but it was a big challenge. So they formed a team just for managing their platform infrastructure, called Pit, and voila, they could finally stabilize and professionalize their infrastructure. His advice to new startups is to use managed services for as long as possible, set up a Pit ASAP, and make sure to prioritize self-care. You don't want to burn out before the big break. Keanu Reeves took on the role of John Wick in the eponymous blockbuster hit. With his dedication to becoming proficient at judo, jiu-jitsu, and tactical three-gun shooting, he has highlighted a difference in productivity between creatives who work in the arts and those in office jobs. While Reeves was focused solely on one goal, knowledge workers are often expected to multitask and stay on top of multiple obligations. The success of John Wick demonstrates that undivided attention to a single project can lead to a profitable outcome. No wonder John Wick is so unstoppable. Have you ever felt like you're not a smart programmer? Well, the Stupid Programmer Manifesto written by Hasten Judy is here to make you feel better. Judy believes in using only the tools and frameworks that he completely understands, even if they're not the most advanced or efficient options available. He uses statically typed languages, puts all his code in one repository, runs his web app as a monolith, compiles his application into a binary file, and uploads it using SCP to a Linux server he rents. To communicate between layers, he uses a simple form of RPC. Judy believes that his approach allows him to overcome his limitations and be productive. So here's to all the stupid programmers that are actually pretty damn productive. What would you do if your voice assistant accuses you of being a racist and locks you out of your own smart home system? Sounds terrible, right? Well, this happened to a Microsoft engineer named Brendan Jackson. He was locked out of his smart home for a week just because an Amazon delivery driver misheard an automated response from a smart doorbell and reported receiving racist remarks. Surprisingly, the recordings from the home's smart doorbell were submitted to Amazon, and the tech giant began an investigation, which eventually led to the account being unlocked almost a week later. But hey Alexa, why would you punish an innocent Brendan? Our voice assistants need to work on their hearing capabilities and investigate before penalizing people.
Needless to say, Brendan is questioning his use of Amazon Echo devices after this nightmare experience. So, folks, be careful of what you say in front of your assistants. You might end up locked out. Forget 9-11, forget the Titanic, let's take it back even further, to 1906. In San Francisco, things weren't going too great. First came the earthquakes, then came the fires. Author Charles Morris was there to tell the ultimate tale of destruction, chaos, and the aftermath. Aptly named The San Francisco Calamity by Earthquake and Fire, this novel is a must-read for anyone who loves to read about instant disasters. Morris documents first-hand accounts of the tragedy, bringing life to the wretchedness of the situation and crafting the ultimate horror story. The added touch? Dynamite, explosions, and fire-fighting techniques you've never even heard of. Better strap in, because this is one wild ride that you won't forget anytime soon. This segment is about legal news. When you thought the bad guys always get away, justice was served to the two men who helped run the pirating website Mega Upload. New Zealand sentenced Matthias Ortman and Bram van der Kolk to more than two years in prison. This sentence is after the pair reached a plea deal with the prosecutors from New Zealand and the U.S. After facing charges of racketeering, Ortman got two years and seven months, while van der Kolk got two years and six months of jail time. The partners faced a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison because of their illegal acts. Mega Upload was closed down by the FBI in 2012 after its alleged co-founders, Kim.com, and some associates were arrested on charges including racketeering. Rust is like a knight in shining armor. It's efficient, reliable, and will protect your code. But even the best knights need polishing, so here are 35 ways to make your Rust code even better. Plus, learn how to jazz up your website's theme and add some fancy custom JavaScript scripts. And don't worry about those pesky quotes on local storage. We've got a workaround for that, too. Get ready to slay bugs and make your Rust code shine like the brightest armor on the battlefield. There's been a rather spooky discovery at UC Berkeley. A couple of years ago, a group of contractors ended up finding some skeletal remains in an abandoned building on the campus. Pretty creepy, right? After reporting it to a supervisor at Cal, who somehow forgot to tell the police, it wasn't until the beginning of 2023 that the police finally got involved. The bones were discovered at Clark Kerr campus and seemed to be a human, but they were heavily decomposed and the identity of the person remains a mystery. Apparently, the bones were found covered up with an old couch, wires, and even a mattress. It just goes to show how you never know what secrets lie hidden in the most unexpected of places. Thanks for tuning in to Loud in Tech. Stay curious and see you next time.